time to rejoin the conversation. And we are back, and okay, here we go. Let's chop it up. So, there was a time in order to be famous, you had to be elusive. Now with social media, stars must be omnipresent, and we've moved into a place where authenticity is the key. Um, Not only that, but fans need to feel like they're more like your friends. So... How do we feel about the new world that we're finding ourselves in? How do we feel about social media, uh, social media stars, and and the way that stars use social media? Um, actually, let me start with let me start with you, my good man. All right. um, so. First of all, how do do you you feel about social media? Um, I don't like Facebook. I'm a fan of Instagram and Snapchat. So what is it about Facebook that you're not? I think that, um, I think Facebook's just been around too long. I think it's been around long enough to be manipulated, to be um, leaned upon a little too much. I think had it would have, my thing is, I think that every social media platform needs a start and an end date, sort of like MySpace. I think it needs to be fresh, innovative, hip for a certain amount of time. Because like anything, I mean, once something gets old or played out or now it becomes a detriment to, I mean, uh, jobs, relationships, what. I think that it's gotten so bad, I'm gonna bring this all back home, but I think it's gotten so bad that now jobs are more concerned about your Facebook prowess than your skill set, I think. I think before they truly browse at your resume, they've got certain teams in place, in certain places, to peruse through your Facebook. Okay, what type of guy or gal are we really dealing with? And that's just something you know, career front. I mean, this whole thing, I've seen Facebook pokes mess up relationships and and everything. So I'm a fan of something that's a little bit more controlled, like a Snapchat. It's going to disappear. I mean, you can screenshot it, but you're going to get that notification. Instagram, I mean, you can control who you're following, who you're not. Um, Yeah, if somebody likes it, it may spread, but Facebook is just, man, it's, it's become an open source for ignorance, for um, malicious intent. It's, so I like social media, but I just, I don't really like Facebook so much. And that's, those are kind of my reasons. Um, but no, I think social media is needed. I think a lot of, of, of people, especially the, the younger uh, millennials and so on, a lot of, you know, ex-gens and so they're finding out ways to mine Instagram for their business purposes. I mean, it's, if you honestly look at it, it's, you can make a shit ton of money on Instagram if you have oh, a yeah. Yeah, detailed um, plan and you know what you're doing. Like, I mean, the Kardashians, they'll post a, a, 
a pill to make your hair longer and they'll probably get paid $150,000 for that. So, I mean, there's, there's ways of marketing and so on um, that can be beneficial. I think that going into social networking, I think you got to know what you want out of it. Is this something, hey, I want to keep up with my buddies because I work all day, so I want to kind of see what's going on and chat with some old friends every now and then. If that's what you're in it for, that's what you're in it for. But it's so many different things all in one that you can get caught up. You know, uh, you see so many women, you know, hey, check the link in my bio if you want to book me for modeling. Like, you're not a model. Right. You know, just like these guys, uh, a lot of guys I, I grew up with, hey, I've got a mixtape coming, link in my bio, i got an album dropping. Well, you know, I just think that if you get mixed up in certain things, then it's, it, it makes social, it, it puts a bad taste in my mouth for social media. Because I get to the point where I just want to detach from everything and, you know, be off the grid. But I think that kind of speaks to, you know, when I was younger and coming up, I mean, my, when MySpace first hit, that was like, well, no, I think it was an AOL Instant Messenger and, like, Black Planet back in the day. Oh, Black Planet. Yeah, and that was something that was like, man, it was it was a big deal. And I seen that grow to MySpace, and then I seen it grow to a point where you needed to have, like, a college EDU email in order to even have Facebook. Um, so, I mean, you know, the era that I, I was truly raised in, I just wasn't really a fan of that. And I'm seeing it go to different levels. So at 31, it's like, okay, I think if you use this for its intended purpose, which is, you know, marketing and staying current and relevant with your product that you're selling, essentially, because everybody's selling something, then it's good. But if you're on there just, you know, stock and pray and wanting to become an artist, and I think that it's uh, more of a detriment to society and yourself if you don't. Because just like anything, I liken it to like a drug or alcohol. You can get drunk off that, man. Oh yeah, you absolutely. know, off the attention, off of the, you know, so and so's in my DM. Now I'm this, and you can take, uh, essentially, alter ego from social networking, and try to implement that into your everyday life, and figure out, oh, well, this is different, and this is a big highlight reel. Yeah, I mean, that's really all to me. Yeah. Uh, personal <clears throat> social media is. Absolutely. It's just a highlight reel of your life. That's it. <laughs> it's just this this cool thing happened to me, or I went to this cool place, or I ate this delicious meal, or I had this tasty drink. And and that's all you're showing the world. And I think a lot of people get caught in the uh they feel like they need to make their life as exciting as everybody else's Facebook or Instagram page. And nobody's life is that damn exciting unless yeah, you're making 100 million bucks. Nobody's life is that exciting. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, that's why it's just kind of like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but I, like when I start to see, you know, older people like 60, 70 on Facebook and it's like, ah, oh, man, I mean, hey. More power to them. I mean, they want they need to be connected as well, but it's like okay, I'm ready for the I'm ready for something else. You know, I'm ready for something the next, you know, best thing or the right. next. Um, yeah, I think the I think the biggest problem with Facebook is 
uh, nobody's come up with a model that's better than Facebook. Yeah. So, so ultimately, so everybody's on it. Like, you know, look, once your mama is on there, which yeah, you, you just, just don't want to be on there like that. It's just different, man. It's like, um, you know, and uh, I just, I deleted my Facebook account a long time ago, and I just, you know, I've heard, hey, man, you need to get back on. You know, we want to get in touch with you or whatever. And it's just like, I, I honestly am. I believe in like energies and um, you know like intentions, and if you've just got your full life out there on display, you know people are putting their kids' first steps on Facebook. Oh, he called me daddy today. I'm like, I don't know if that's a Facebook moment. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's just me, you know. Yeah, I'm no, I um, I fully agree. I think there's some stuff that is just too personal. Yeah, it's too personal for. I mean, you look for me, right. All of it, it, like if there's something uh, really funny or in, insightful, or you know, like a uh, a quote or a video I ran across that I think yeah. may be you know helpful to the to the world, I'll share it. Yeah. But every hour of every day, <laughs> it just becomes like. It's so artificial because if you know, then you know, like, all right, this selfie that this woman took, that's probably the 15th picture, you know, um, and it's that intention behind that. Like, why do you need me to see this selfie? Is it some sort of validation, some sort of insecurity? And as you start looking out to others for healing, that's what I'm seeing. And, and Drake made a comment, man, on his, I, you know what, I, I'm, I'm all over the place here, but um, side B of his new album, Scorpion, is something that I, originally, I really wasn't tuned in with it. I'm like, hey, you know, I, I don't know if I'm really getting but, but it. that album grows on you with every play, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> and I think that he's at a point where it's really, he doesn't really have anything to prove any longer. Now it's like, okay, this is raw, it's uncut, it's organic, it's genuine. And he made a comment like, um, you know, I know a girl that her dream was just to go to Rome. And she got there and she just took pictures. All she to, did was take pictures to show people back home. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. And it's like, okay, that wasn't the most catchy party bar or whatever, but... It's it's reality. Like, yeah, that's well, real. and I think and I think to, well, <clears throat> uh, just an aside about Drake. Yeah, I think the problem that like serious rap fans have uh, have with Drake is that that's the type of lyrics that he that he does. Mm-hmm. And like it's 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 just really it's wrapped up in what's going on in his life. Yeah. But it's commentary on how the world is moving. Yeah. And he's like, man, like, this is some superficial ass shit it's, going it's, on. It's very superficial. And I think that the more in tune and the more you know, it's like, damn, I'd rather just organically just be at a bar and meet some people and have a good time, have some drinks and live that's life. We, that's how we met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... um I just feel like there's a whole generation out there that's being robbed. Because, man, you look at this 18-year-old kid today, 
they don't really have. I'm pretty sure they're not writing any letters to each other. I'm pretty sure they're oh, not, right. um, you know, meeting a young girl at her locker after fourth period or whatever and butterflies in his stomach about talking to a lady at the skating rink. That's not happening. No. And I think that that's directly affecting communication on, on jobs, just human contact in general. I think that it's being taken away and it's, it's going all virtual. And it's like, man, that's just... And everything is just so, it's just so fake, man. And I think that that's why if you use social media for its intended purpose, like, hey, like, catch up with some old friends, see how so-and-so are doing. Hey, if I see a dope picture, I'm doing something, it's nice. Hey, check this out, I'm here. Boom. But when it comes to, I've got daddy issues, so I need you to tell me I'm beautiful on a selfie or my album's coming out, but it's, Genuinely trash and genuinely trash. Yeah, and um, I just need your validation to go listen to it. So I'm thinking, and I, it's like, man, that's just like, I just feel like it's robbing people of their actual lives, man. Yeah. Um, and to hear like a rapper that's at the peak, and I mean, hell, he's got what eight songs on the Billboard Top 100 right now. Um, I think more than that, but let's but let's just go at eight. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. He's not selling dope. He's not killing anybody. He's not... He's saying shit like, well, I know a girl whose dream was to go to Rome and she just took pictures to impress everybody. Or I know a woman that's happily married until she puts down her phone. That's real life stuff, man. Yeah. Um, and it's just... Uh, you know, and I feel like I'm kind of dating my... I mean, I'm only 31 years old. I've still got Instagram. I've got Snapchat. My wife's on Facebook. But I'm seeing it now, like, wow, shit, man. Like, when my son took his first steps, I wasn't running for my phone and wanting to put it on, on yeah. social now, media. You know, the, the, the great thing I remember from back in the day was just, you know, you wanted to take pictures mm -hmm. to preserve the moment. Yeah. But do I care that, like, a friend from high school that I really don't talk to, I only mm -hmm. interact with you. In fact, I don't actually interact with you. I just have friended you on Facebook. Yeah. Do like, do I care about your child's birthday party? Like, I, I mean, I don't. And and that is no disrespect to anybody. Yeah. But you know, I just you know, people needing to. Facebook every moment is just strange to me. It just it it is, really man. is. Um, and it's just like, uh, it's just crazy, you know. I mean, the, all angles of it. I mean, the police are utilizing Facebook to solve crimes and uh, husbands and wives. And, and are, the police are doing the freaking challenges. They're in the car singing yeah. and shit. I'm like, <laughs> dude, go solve a crime. What's wrong with Yeah, and it's like, um, and you know, these things have probably been going on before Facebook. It's just we hadn't had that direct line of sight to it. But uh, it's like, damn, and some of the shit I see on social media and the daily, it's like, damn, like, I just, I just, uh, I just can't get with it all, man. Um, it's just me. But, you know, to those out there who are utilizing and they're making money, they're doing, they're, they're happy, it's cool, but... I mean, if you are uh, 
allowing, you know, the likes and the comments to, you know, ruin your day or certain things like that. I think that, man, you're just doing yourself a huge disservice uh, because, I mean, it's just more to life, man. Yeah. You know, uh, it really is. What do you think about just before we get into the other two or three deeper questions, what do you think about social media in general, Ben? I, I pretty much agree with almost everything Jordan said. I mean... The, uh, the cycle of constant validation. I mean, there are times that I know that I'm seeing people post stuff about how great their lives are going and how happy they are, but I'm just thinking, if you're posting this much, like, do you ever take time to just sit back and enjoy yourself? And just actually enjoy the moment you're in, right? Or do you have to show everybody... You have to show everybody all the time. Yeah, like, I tend to forget. I, yeah. I tend to forget to post stuff. I mean, I, I just, it's not on my mind. And, and, and I have a, a, a show to promote, and, you know, I, but I tend to forget to post pictures of every freaking thing. Yeah. I just forget. And like, I said, damn, I should have, just should have took a picture. I should have, but, but, but really, did I need to? No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yeah, and, man. uh, I mean, also, there's the, the even darker question about how people use social media to, to get their news. I mean, come on. Yeah, that, that bothers me altogether. Yeah. Like, if, 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 if Facebook is your CNN, you got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're woefully misinformed on, on a thousand levels. Well, they like to be told what they like to hear. And that's what that's what Facebook is all about. It's it's a it's an engineered platform uh, designed to give you validation. Yeah. And yeah. so if you're and if it's working as intended, you're gonna get it. Yeah, true. Uh, and so you just have done. <laughs> you just lapped up the easiest way. You know, yeah. the most the most engineered way to, to get that to make sure you stay in, t- in in your bubble, and that's what kind of goes on there. A lot of people don't use it for the purpose of seeking out new opinions and new experiences. It's yeah. all about validating, keeping you comfortable with what you already know. Absolutely. Uh, specifically, Facebook. I, I won't say that about. I mean, even though Instagram is owned by Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, not the way really their the algorithm is set up is very yeah, different. It's for very, yeah, it's just different. Um, just different. But then when it comes to how we view uh, celebrities mm-hmm. via social media, um, I would say that for a healthy human being, we're not sitting here saying, oh, what the celebrity's doing. I feel like we're connected. We're right. friends. Right. But I think a lot of this is engineered to make people feel that way. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, people want to feel that way. Again, more validation is the highest selling point here. Yeah, you want to, you want to feel like, you know what's always interesting to me is, especially with um, Twitter. A lot of people love Twitter. But what I think the thing that bothers me with Twitter is, so you feel as if you can say something to Kim Kardashian and she will answer you. Right. In which case, if you had something decent to say, you might get an answer. Mm-hmm. 
but that doesn't suddenly make you and Kim Kardashian friends. Yeah, you're not pals. You know, you're you're not invited over to, to the dinner parties. You're just not. You know, and uh, but like you say, that's I think what bothers me, if if anything, is. You know, like you say, the the need for validation that I think a lot of people feel. Now, I will say this. Uh, so we were we were we were kind of talking about how in music, you know, a lot of people are really upset at how the music industry is going and that. You know, there's a lot of garbage music out there. And, and I was saying that, unfortunately, um, we're getting a lot of what we asked for. Which leads me to, uh, I, I, actually, I'm actually glad that it's this particular panel today. Maybe one other member would have been cool to have at the table, but um, it got me to thinking about uh, you know our political world, mm-hmm. and you know, so many people are upset that you know our politics have gone the way they've gone, and we have the president in office that we have, and but did we get what we asked for? You know, yeah. You know, and and I think and and that is that's what what scares me, and also lets me know that the platforms are working exactly the way they're supposed to work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you realize that there's a ton of this nation that believes in conspiracy theories. Yes. So, you run on a platform that gives voice to all of these conspiracy theories. We elected the man who popularized the birther theory. Exactly. I mean... And to tell you the truth, I'm almost at a point where I believe that was a test. Yeah. How much traction can I actually get with this? Damn, I can get a lot of traction with this. Which plays to the fact that there's a lot of people out there who believe in these conspiracy theories. So what kind of conspiracy theories are out there? Then you start going down the rabbit hole and you find info news and oh, excuse me, info wars and you know all these other things. And so you realize that there's a real vibrant underbelly of people who uh, and and not a small number of people who believe that some of these conspiracy theories are real about uh, the entertainment industry, about our government, about you know all these different things. And you run on a platform that says, you know what, all those conspiracy theories, they're right. The media the media is lying to you. Yeah. You know the uh, the you know the government doesn't have your best interests at heart. The dot, 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 you know, any conspiracy theory you can run down the list to the point where now it does, now you elect Chris Brown. It doesn't matter what he's done because you know what he's done. You've Mm -hmm. seen it. 
mm. with your own eyeballs. But he makes you feel good in in a way you want to feel good. Yeah. Mm. And you vote for him anyway. I'm yeah. like, that's what scares me about social media. Yeah. It's because if you go back to the 70s, 80s, even uh, even in the 90s, when news news was news, um, it had to be fact based. You had to you had to go through the process of checking these sources, feeling that this story was as credible as it could be before you put it out. Right. Now, with uh, a social media-based culture and, a, you know, a blogging culture and, uh, you, you, and uh, going from hard news to, uh, to, uh, to kind of a, a pundit format where it's just everybody's opinions on the news... Uh, now, you know, we're at a place where, you know, facts are kind of optional because you can engineer your social media platform to see what you want to see, hear what you want to hear, and, uh, you know, corroborate what you want to corroborate. And you wind up with a president that it admittedly says, you know, hey, g- girls want to be close to a rich guy so bad, they'll let you grab them in the pussy. Mm-hmm. And you heard him say it. But that's okay. Yep. <laughs> like, like, that's what scares me about social media. Well, they were told that essentially... Yeah, we don't like that, but Camp Hillary is a crime family. Exactly. And they've killed people. My point exactly. Mm. Um, I'll ask that off off record. No, no, go ahead. Is that true about... I've heard that about Hillary Clinton. Like, what's... I sincerely... Put it like this. I sincerely doubt it. (laughs) But... That back to my point, they've created so much doubt that does it matter if it's true? Because at the end of the day, I can say this stuff, and there's going to be enough people that are going to give it credence that it it'll stand even if it has absolutely no legs. If you ever, <laughs> if you ever get time, just watch some Sean Hannity and just listen to what comes out of his mouth. Oh man, it's amazing! Amazing. Just the just the just the bile <laughs> that comes out of this dude's mouth, and, and he's the most popular talking pundit on Fox News, and it is harrowing. You know, it, um, it, it's a, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It, nothing has to be true. They just they want to believe that this is true, and Hannity's saying 
and that's the other thing. They don't say it as, they don't pose a question. They say it as fact. They're like, because you know, you know, Hillary and Bill, they've killed people and buried bodies. And they just say it like that. On the news. <laughs> I just put air quotes up, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because a while back, they rebranded uh, Fox and Friends and Fox News and all that is, is an opinion-oriented entertainment show. Mm. So as they have done that and removed themselves le- from any legal obligation to tell the truth, they can lie all day and every day. Mm. But people mm-hmm. don't know they're not the news. <laughs> so they, they, they look like a news show, they act like a news show, but they don't actually have any legal obligation to tell the news. What they do is give their opinions on the news, you know, and and to me, what's happened with social media, you know, leaving the Internet and coming to the real world is that you've now now you don't have to go to Facebook to have whatever your theory is validated or whatever your opinion is validated. You know, there was a point in this, you know, in this country where uh, if you, you know, you did everything right and you became rich, people were like, people were like, damn, you know, they, they must, they must have did something right. You know, now, you know, for, as an example, now the Kardashians are some of the most hated people on the, you know, in America when all they did was found a way to sell their, well, now here's the crazy thing, to sell their authenticity and get rich. They did exactly what the system asked of them. Be you, figure out how to get rich, they did that, and now they're some of the most, you know, just, you, you can barely mention the Kardashians to, to a lot of people without them going on a half-hour tirade about how horrible and talentless. And the, I'm not upset with the Kardashians at all. I have no qualms. They, they, they did what they were supposed I, to do. I think it's a little bit unfortunate that... I think you told me, real that, that Ryan Seacrest really to. made them. Yeah, he's a producer of the of of Keeping Up, and and all of their subsequent shows. He's he was the original producer, uh, and now he may still be one of the producers, but I think they've taken over being the producers of their own content now. But I mean, they've been on the air. Keeping Up has been on the on the air for twelve years or so. Yeah, so. You know, at a certain point, um, I was I was talking to somebody and they were saying, well, if it wasn't for the sex tape, you know, that she wouldn't be shit. Okay. Let's think about it like this. How many people have made sex tapes? How many of them have become Kim Kardashian famous? 
before making one? None. So that says to me, it has very little to do with the sex tech. I think that it's part of it because, I don't know, for whatever reason, this was the one that everybody was like, they just went wild over it on the internet for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Now, I don't even have a moral problem with somebody leaking a sex tape. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Because... Really, and the thing really of it really is... Comes is down to it, like, everybody went and watched it, right? Oh, and, and here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think she or her family was, was the ones to leak it. No. I just think she did what she was supposed to do, and she took proper advantage of the situation. Yep. So I was looking at this documentary, and I cannot remember the name of it right now, but it was talking about this uh, case that was done with uh, Hulk Hogan. Gawker? Versus Gawker. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, really, uh, this was the the almost test case to see if they could find a way to suppress media in this country because uh, Hulk Hogan had a sex tape. And um, it happened to be now him and his best friend had some weird arrangement where, you know, his he liked to see his wife get, you know, get hit by, you know, uh, other men. And, you know, I hate to sidebar you there, but I read a book called um, Pimp, The Story of My Life, Iceberg Slim. Iceberg Slim. And I, it just, that came to mind that you said that, um, uh, Ice was talking about that in the book, like that was something that, like he he started to make money on because people wanted to see that, and it was just weird, man. Um, well, that book was definitely like eye-opening and thought-provoking to say the least. I read it like when I was 21 years old and um, in college, and I think that that book should be part of core curriculum for college students in America. Honestly, I mean, man. well, look, it's, 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 but yeah, that's just my little two cents. Look, I was just looking at. Um, <laughs> I was just looking at, not too long ago, the uh, comedy specials Dave Chappelle put, yeah. did, did on Netflix. And um, <clears throat> so, so he did two different specials, and one of the specials was split into two parts, uh, Equanimity and uh, The Bird Revelation. Yeah. So at the end of The Bird Revelation... He's telling this. He's trying to explain the story of what happened to him in Hollywood when you know all of this stuff went down with him walking away from the fifty million. And he's like, you know, I want to tell this story really bad, but I can't really talk about it like that. He says, but you know what? I'll do this. This is what happened to me. And he's telling a story from an from Iceberg Slim's book, Pimp. Yeah. And the story uh, goes, I'll try to go through it as as quickly as possible. The story goes like this. Um, So in the 40s, when this book was written, uh, it was so revolutionary because 
nobody knew anything about the world of a pimp before then. And so at the beginning of the book, there's a literal glossary of pimp terms so that you could follow the book. And, you know, so he's, you know, asking people, you know, in the audience, so do you know what uh, the phrase mileage on a hoe means? And, you know, people were kind of looking a little confused. And he says, well, if you don't know what mileage on a hoe means is, um, he says, and this is such a cold-blooded, insidious thing, he says, but any good pimp knows that there's, that they can look at a woman that have never turned out before and look at her and say she's got 500 fucks in her before she goes crazy mm-hmm. so his bottom bitch which out there in podcast land uh, oh. is is that's 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 the one who's making you your most money and she often is the one who helps you keep the other holes in line so you know if if 500 fucks is her mileage, she's at like 498. She's she, she's ready to crack. She's starting to say really crazy stuff, and uh, you know. And he was making a joke that you know, you know, I could have been in the circus. And he's like circus, bitch, what? <laughs> you know, and and uh, so he's like, okay, I know. And so finally, he's like, look. We gonna have to part ways. You know what? You know what? Fuck you, because I don't want to be with you anyway. And And he's like, okay, okay, look. Tell you what. I got one more trick for you. Go across the street to the hotel, go to this room. There's a dude in there. I want you to take some of this, slip it in his drink. When he falls asleep, he's he's got a briefcase. I want you to grab a briefcase. I want you to bring it to me. But she's gone a really long time. And finally she shows back up and she's, and she's freaked out and she doesn't have a briefcase. And he goes, you know, like, bitch, what, what? What's, what's wrong? I don't know. I don't know, something's wrong, daddy. I don't know uh, that, you know, I did what you said. I did what you, exactly what you said. But that man, he don't look right. He don't look right. And she was like, he was like, well, where's the briefcase? I didn't get the briefcase. Fuck you, man, bitch. You know? and, and so finally, he goes, okay, let's go over there. Let's, let's investigate. They get over there. Dude's laid out on the bed. He's like, damn, bitch. Yeah, he don't look right. All right, what did you do? So I did, I did what you said. I put all the stuff in this drink. He said, wait, you put it all in this drink? He said, oh, wait, damn, bitch. Uh, uh. So he calls somebody, and he, she hears him murmuring on the phone. Somebody shows up, you know, and you know, in the, in the calls the doctor in the, in, the, in the white coat, comes over, look, and he's like, "Yeah, this man is dead." And he goes, and she goes, "Oh no, Daddy, we killed somebody." He said, "Hold up, bitch, we didn't kill nobody. You killed somebody." He said, like, "Hold up," and he said, "What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Well, if you calm down, I'm gonna fix this situation for you. Just calm down." He makes another phone call. He's on the phone. She hears her murmuring on the phone. Some motherfuckers show up a little while later in a van with a, uh, and they come up and it's like coveralls and stuff. And they come up with a carpet under their arms and they take the guy and they roll him up in the carpet. They carry him out. And she goes, okay, this is what we're going to do. We got to, uh, you know, we got to keep, look, we got to keep this secret. Can't tell nobody. 
you know, you know, but it, but I'm gonna need you to stick with me for a little while just to make sure this thing blows over. Okay, daddy, okay, okay, whatever you need, whatever you need. You know, cause she's so freaked out that she thinks she killed somebody. What, what turns out is she winds up tricking for him at least another six or seven months. But here's the thing. The doctor really wasn't a doctor. I was a butcher, he knows. Just happened to have a white coat. The movers with the carpet were really movers because Iceberg had just got himself a new apartment. And the man, he really wasn't dead in the first place. He was just playing, he was playing dead. And the money was Slim's money in the first place from all the, all the women that he had tricked out over the years. But he knew he had to do something to keep her working because she was his bottom and she was important to his organization at the time. And he had to, he had to get and groom another girl. He couldn't afford he let her go. He couldn't afford to lose her. He says, he says, and without saying anything else, that's what happened to me. <laughs> and I was just like, it's cold, yeah. oh, but you see like how, like how insidious and cold that shit is? Like that's... It's diabolical. But that's super diabolical. But, uh, you know, I think that in, a, in, a, in an odd way that gets me back to my point about being careful what you ask for. You know, I think that with, you know, social media and the way that our world is beginning to work, we ask for a lot of this. We just don't like it now that we got it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the powers that be, they're not just going to let us go. They go, they go trick us into another six or seven months <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because they can't afford to disrupt their system, mm. you know. And, uh, hey, man, that shit is, that shit is scary. Mm. Hey, but uh, with that, we'll be right back. Hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www.americathemixtape.com, a cipher on American politics, society, and culture. And where'd I get that mixtape? Of course, www.cornerbodega.us, purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. And we are back. And uh, before we get out of here, let's talk about today's sugar, honey, iced tea. And for those that don't know, these are things that I or a member of the group have found that are really cool, a.k.a. the shit. Uh, and uh, today's sugar, honey, iced tea is authenticity. Uh, in order to define, define authenticity, um, I thought I'd start by defining authentic. Um, it's not false or copied, genuine or real. Uh, having an origin supported by uh, unquestionable evidence, authenticated or verified. Uh, third definition is representing one's true nature or beliefs, true to oneself or to uh, 
the person identified. Um, so I'm not sure. Sometimes what people are more scared of with today's social media and even further out the way things are uh, in today's uh, media landscape in general. Uh, the fact that people aren't being authentic or the fact that they are. Uh, the, antics, the antics we see online uh, coupled with the state of America's uh, politics and discourse. See, I'm, I'm definitely more afraid of people who are being their true selves. That would mean that people aren't necessarily getting nicer or kinder or more tolerant, uh, and that bothers me. We seem to live in a country that is able to wrap its head around the fact that a woman can be trapped in a man's body, uh, but not that police shoot unarmed black people for no reason a country that celebrates people that succeed but tears down the Kardashians for being successful. See, never underestimate authenticity, but never forget that you have to let people be authentic, but you just might not like what you get. And with that, I'm going to end this podcast in the way I end all podcasts, and that is with the toast that started it all for me, and that is to good times with good people.